This episode of the Insurance Coffee House is sponsored by Insurance Search. Insurance Search provides executive recruitment services to insurance companies and brokers in the UK and across the United States. Visit insurance-search.com for more details. The Insurance Coffee House, the place where you get to meet and learn from some of the most successful insurance business leaders from across the world. Hosted by Nick Hoadley, CEO of Insurance Search. Welcome to the Insurance Coffee House Global InsureTech Series. I'm Nick Hoadley, and each week you can join me as I interview leading InsureTech executives from around the world. We will be learning about the different InsureTech technologies and finding out how they can be a benefit to both insurance brokers and carriers when it comes to delivering for your customers. We'll also be learning about the different career opportunities available to insurance leaders within the InsureTech space and what benefits that can give to your career. I hope you enjoy the show. Today, I'm joined by Sasha Ganyalin, who is the CEO at Battleface. Battleface are an international travel insurance insurtech, and Sasha joins me on the line from Columbus, Ohio, this morning. Welcome to the show, Sasha. Yeah, good morning. Thank you for having me. Sasha, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. Really looking forward to hearing more about Battleface. Before we start with that, though, would you mind giving our listeners a bit more of an insight into your background and your career prior to you starting the business? Yeah, of course. So uh, myself personally, I've been in travel insurance since I was 19. Um, actually, right before um, going into university, I, I had a scholarship to go to University of Wisconsin from uh, an American travel insurance company called Travel Guard. And that's what started me in travel insurance. In my specific skill within travel insurance industry, is emergency medical and travel assistance. Whenever you travel internationally with a with a policy and you're in some type of emergency, whether it's be an accident or illness or injury, I would be the person uh, getting you to the right doctor or getting or sending an air ambulance to pick you up and bring you to another hospital or bring you back home. And that's what got me to today. <laughs> so. Awesome. Awesome. In travel insurance since the tender age of 19, you are truly an expert in your field and you, you must have seen quite a lot of different situations and scenarios being being out there on the front line responding to, to people's emergencies. Have you got any particular cases or, or anything that's, that stands out during that time? Oh, tons. Yeah. I mean, yeah. of course, it's uh, um, at the time when I was working at Travel Guard, Travel Guard was a family owned operation. Yeah. Uh, and of course, eventually it grew into a global brand and was purchased by AIG. And the founder of Travel Guard just literally asked me to launch emergency medical assistance in Wisconsin after buying a company actually in the UK called Mercury International, who was the specialist in this kind of work for insurance uh, companies. And I went to Brighton, UK, and I spent uh, many months getting trained and working with the team there, uh, learning about assistance. But then I went back to the United States and started handling everything on my own before building out a team around me. And my very, very first case, I remember that it was an elderly gentleman in Italy, and he was in a coma. And it was an American family that wanted to take him off life support uh, because it was time for him. And, and my entire case was just dealing with the Italian laws and, and, and international laws and what the family wanted versus to what's allowed in Italy. So that, that, was, that was probably the most 
well, at the time it was the most complicated situation yeah. I've ever, I was ever in. I, you know, I don't speak Italian. And, and so I had to quickly realize how to get help from people on the ground, how to get help from uh, our medical advisors. And also at the same time, dealing with the very, very sensitive situation, the family. So yeah. that, that was, and then eventually how to bring him back home because the taking him off life support was not allowed by the Italian government uh, or the Italian regulation. So we had to organize for an air ambulance that was willing to take him back to the United States, and which was extremely risky as well, because obviously he was not what we call in the industry fit to fly. So they had, so, to, yeah. get, take, they had to fly him back to then be able to turn off the life support machine. That's right. At the end of the day, wow. they, the family ended up doing that. So nice. I think that kind of taught me to really co- being able to Every every situation in travel is different. It doesn't matter how much years of experience you have. You definitely built up your foundation, but at the end of the day, it's all about you and your personality and how you're able to solve problems. Yeah. And that foundation that you got being right on the front line, dealing with those emergency situations must really give you a real understanding and an appreciation for the the travel insurance product, you know, what needs to be in it, what needs to be covered, you know, to really help those people in need. So it must give you a great work you're doing now at Battleface. I'm going to ask you, I know it's very early in the morning there in Columbus, Ohio, but we are in the insurance coffee house today. What's your go-to coffee of choice in the morning, Sasha? Oh, just black coffee, French press. And uh, now I'm into just going into different stores here in Columbus and getting uh, uh, coffee every week, different type of coffee, just uh, different type of beans. Um, But yeah, usually just black, straightforward French press and slurping away for like (laughs) the hour. I know it does. I know it does you well because I, well, I think all of our meetings it's always normally about 5am over there when uh, when we're speaking so it fuels yeah, you for I'm the day old. and it, yeah <laughs> I wake yeah. up early and I go to bed early yeah yeah well I know I know you've got a, a team obviously in, in in Europe as well um so, so you're straddling time zones yeah Sasha would you mind giving us an overview on Battleface then where the business is at the moment bit of a, a snapshot of the company yeah, of course. Uh, so, so the founding team of Battleface comes from an extensive, extensive travel insurance background. Whether it's be someone like me from the operational background, or an underwriting background, or uh, partnerships, and 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 so on. So it's that's kind of we all we all been around travel insurance for quite some time. And our frustration with travel insurance has stemmed out of not being able to respond to customers' needs effectively. So for example, from my background in the assistance world, in the assistance and the claims world, we started to see a lot of policies that have been created decades ago that were extremely effective uh, back in the day, but we call them what's one size fits all type of products because back in, back then, people were mostly traveling in the same way, uh, going through the same channels. Nowadays, travel industry has changed so much with the with the likes of Airbnb or going straight to airlines to purchase your ticket or jump from one country to another, but then travel insurance really didn't keep up. So what we started to see a lot of uh, situations where customers didn't know what they bought and in the event of a claim, the claim would be denied or they couldn't find the right insurance for the work that we're doing or the travel that they were doing. And what we wanted to do is create a platform that could respond to those needs. And uh, and we worked with Lloyds of London uh, to start uh, and to create our company to essentially unbundle travel insurance and, and create a platform where we ask the right questions before we issue a policy with the right coverage. And, that's, and initially, we're concentrating on some of the exclusion areas like 
war on terrorism or activity coverage or destination coverage. And then, and then now it brought us to today's um, environment where we're a company that's building out a global infrastructure, being able to custom build policies for our customers and our partners' customers. And we're in a single mission to deliver relevant products to today's travelers. And that mission continues to stay current as we develop as well. So even for ourselves, if if something that mattered yesterday might not, no longer be relevant to today, and we want to have a platform that continues to track that. Awesome. That sounds fantastic. Sasha, I see you, your, your little cats just appeared in the background. I, <laughs> I got suckered into uh, getting a cat and a dog Yeah, yeah. <laughs> by my kids. And of course, uh, me, uh, me and Sarah, my wife, are the yeah. ones who are taking care of them. <laughs> I had a similar experience when I moved in. My now wife adopted her cat and went from being not a cat person to very much cat person. <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah, I was not a cat person either. I, I really, really like this cat. She's super yeah. cool. Yeah, it's cool. Fantastic, Sasha. So in, in terms of the product itself, talk about unbundling the travel insurance policy. What are some of the products or what are some of the parts of the policy that you either include or that you exclude to, to really tailor it to the needs of the customer? So, um, of course, uh, we continue to build and evolve as we go along. I think one of the most common examples that I use all the time, let's say you're booking a flight from London to Madrid or New York to Nairobi, two different trips, two different experiences, but you're offered the exact same travel insurance policy that includes all of the benefits that you may or may not need. Mm -hmm. So the unbundling of travel insurance means how do we tailor your policy based on your itinerary or based on your needs. So if you're going to an online travel agency, the Expedia's of the world that we, you know, we call them online travel agencies, or you're going through an airline uh, website, there is way through technology and uh, you, based on your profile to offer you the right products and based on your destination. And, and that's what we're that's what we call unbundling. Um, then also, we see a lot of partners um, are selling the exact same product where we know that their customers are vastly different. Uh, so, for example, if, if it's if it's an Expedia customer versus to another uh, online travel agency customer, they could be completely different from one another. And how can we tailor products specifically for those uh, platforms as well? And and then from direct to consumer perspective, we also want to make sure that we ask the right questions. Um, during our purchase path. So we make sure that you get the right benefit as well, or we we're upfront if we cannot give you that benefit. One of the examples I could use is, let's say you bought a travel insurance policy and then and you're in Spain and you decide to go scuba diving. Most likely the standard travel insurance policy, if it was not declared, um, would not cover you for any accidents arising from scuba diving. So how do we, how do we actually have a conversation with our customers um, to deliver that message before they purchase the policy? And, and that's uh, also kind of goes in line with the unbundling of travel insurance, just to make sure that we've got the right benefits for you. How can people buy the travel insurance? Can they buy it directly from you or is it through affinity partnerships? Yeah. What's the distribution channel? Um, we So for us, it's um, uh, many different ways. So of course, directly from us and, and even on battleface.com, 
those are kind of customers that are we're used to that they're used to us those are they they're a certain type of demographic that is attracted to our company and then affinity partners they could be airlines they could be online travel agencies they could be they could be credit card companies they could be fintech companies right neo banks where uh, or they could be specialty online travel agencies uh, so it's 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 a all different channels and that's the beauty of unbundling travel insurances because um, once you unbundle each specific benefit it opens up the different channel types so for example in the United States we just launched vacation rental damage product as a standalone usually that is built into the overall comprehensive policy but then now with staycation and domestic travel people are just driving from one state to another renting airbnb and uh, or vacation rental house and this specific product just covers your liability as a guest um, in case of any accidents or or if you break something and that provides that cover and uh, in at the same time you as a travel dr traveler driving to an airbnb you don't need medical expense coverage you don't need baggage you don't need anything else that comes with the comprehensive travel insurance so that opens up an, an incredible channel for us to work with uh, vacation rental management companies because that takes away the um, the liability or the worry from the hosts right because then that could that that specific benefit could be just passed on to guests so yeah that's uh, kind of what uh, what we're all building out yeah and clearly the, the, the real benefits the tailoring of that policy so you're either taking out elements of the policy that people are paying for and not getting any benefit for and then adding in specific items of cover that really do benefit and i think i know obviously personally speaking from a customer's perspective policyholder and i'm sure you and your family as well you know the worst thing is is if you buy off-the-shelf travel insurance policy you spend a certain amount of money and then a claim happens and you're not covered and you don't value that policy at all at that stage so really sort of changing the way the the industry is operating i think is uh, is, is fantastic and pro providing a lot of great value to customers as you look to grow the business probably understand what, what your answer is going to be here but what's been the biggest challenge that you've faced as you've been trying to grow and, and scale the company well, there's so many different <laughs> challenges depends on the day i think i think overall personally i think staying focused that's number one and then staying on message as well with the team number two uh now we're a team of about 105 people around the world in different geographies different time zones different uh different locations i think that's probably the biggest overall kind of like general challenge right so how do we all stay aligned how do we stay true to the mission and and how do we uh, keep going because it's also building out a startup. It's not glorious because you're essentially coming from, you know, many people joined us from massive companies and here you have to do everything yourself, right? So sometimes you're just stuck uh, either in, in the, in the very, very small task, or at the same time, you could be solving world's biggest problems at the same time. So how do you have that balance? And I think the uh, that motivation, um, I think, is probably the biggest challenge just to keep going, right? And so there is obviously uh, that we're working, uh, we're solving these problems, but you have essentially at the end of the day, it's you as an individual that's making an impact. And um, so I think staying focused and staying motivated and staying true to the mission and the principles of the company. Yeah, that's really, really interesting. I suppose that in your 
specific specialism travel insurance the expertise and the people you're looking to join your business from that background by the nature used to work in a large companies large corporations so working at a startup scale up as, as you are now and i suppose that does bring bring that challenges but you know that's the expertise that you're looking to bring in we've now reached the stage of the show now sasha the espresso round with the Questions are short, sharp, and straight to the point. Now you've got your strong coffee there already this morning. Are you ready for the espresso round? Of course. <laughs> <Good> <laughs> Always. Good stuff. Cheers. The espresso round. So, Sasha, next 12 months, how many people are you looking to grow the business by over, over the next year? This question just came up um, uh, internally. I, I still come from the traditional mind of really being uh, growing based on the need. So that's not the VC world. Um, mm. I, I, you know, I've built out companies that eventually were managed by that were always managed by EBITDA. Here, yeah. of course, it's a bit different because we're we're managing by growth and number. I mean, we've obviously we've grown in 2021. We've grown from a team of 10 to a team of 100. But I think we have a really good foundation now across all of our areas and. And so we'll probably, we'll be growing based on our partnerships, based on our growth, based on our need between 100 to 150 people. But um, it's, it's all depends on, on the actual needs of the business, because now we are, we're in the position where we're growing quite rapidly in the United States. We're growing rapidly in Europe and Canada. And then, uh, and we're also just launched an operation in in Australia. And, and so, in, but then we have the right people in place right now to start building. And, and also we're in discussions with different partnerships that will require scaling. So for example, if we're talking to a massive partner that we're, and what we do, we do everything from start to finish. So we do customer service, we do claims, we do assistance, we do tech, we do integrations, we do product management. Let's say a big partner comes on board, then of course that requires uh, scale. And besides from being able to service our customers, then now we're um, uh, uh, servicing our partners' customers as well. Oh, interesting. I like I like that that you're growing as the as the business naturally grows. What are the culture? What are the values that you're looking to build there at your company? Simple is you have to be in the position of being able to help people. You know, like as a as a as a person, like you you just you just um, get excited if you need to help somebody either internally or externally, and and try to figure out problems and that comes from every single aspect of the company so if you are not if you don't like people you know i have friends that just don't like people uh then uh then certainly this is not the right company for you because we're dealing with a lot of cultures with a lot of different nationalities Mm. different accents Mm. so you really really have to be extremely flexible um, Mm. in your understanding of the world in your Mm. in even if you don't understand the world in Mm. your being open-minded to learn about it. Mm. So that's that's kind of like the single trait that we're looking for uh, in people. And uh, so... Do you think that comes from your assistance background, Sasha, of actually seeing seeing how people are affected and helping people rather than, you know, some insurance executives have never met their policyholders at all and, you know, their numbers on a spreadsheet? Yeah, 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 for sure. And that's, that's the biggest problem in the industry is that insurance companies turned into simply uh, creating products based on the numbers, right? Without ever speaking to a, a customer. So I know many companies um, don't, they don't even know their custo- customers because they they distribute their products through brokers, through other intermediaries, through, and then the servicing of the customer also happens between three different companies. One company that's outsourcing claims 
or you know, is an outsourced company to take claims, another company that does customer service, another company that does assistance. Mm-hmm. I am still on uh, personally. That's where my strength is: is the immediate connection with customers as well. And I still have our on the mobile app our telephone system. So if everyone at Battle Face in the operational department is on the phone, I immediately get a phone call, and that's where I get excited because then I speak to and they. I probably like um, uh, screw up with our average talk times because <laughs> my talk time is actually very long because I want to know more and more about why customers came to us, why they're buying the policy, where are they going? And we're at the point where innovation truly, truly is coming from customers and employees that work at Battleface. And uh, and this is a chance for us to continue to stay current. But everyone is connected and very customer service obsessed. I guess obsessed is a good word because we're constantly obsessing over what our customers are looking for and what our partners are looking for. Really hear the passion in your voice. And it's very clear that that comes from the leadership as you scale up there as you've moved from you know from 10 employees you know this time last year to 100 people how do you how do you go about keeping that culture whilst also growing and, and, and scaling quickly just being upfront and honest right so yeah. uh just uh, just constantly speaking about what the challenges are what mm. what works what doesn't work and, and and having an uncomfortable conversation too having those uncomfortable conversations mm. are very very important mm-hmm. and and we do have them all the time and mm. my my biggest one of the biggest prides i guess uh, in the company is that every single person is challenging my opinion um and each other's opinions. And it doesn't matter if you're a chief or whatever level of the company you're at. Um, I remember, you know, just the other day we were, I was keen on going to a partnership with someone and our entire team just had a conversation with me saying that they don't think the partnership is aligned with our values and our mission and our values overall. And and it was such an easy decision for me because you know it, it you know it takes the team to actually come forward and have the conversation with me. And and it was less than 10 minute conversation. So so I think that's 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 the true essence of building the right company is being able to open for feedback, criticism, having uncomfortable conversation and being true and real with each other. No pretenses. Yeah, no, it's fantastic. It clearly comes from from the leadership there, enabling those team members to be able to speak their voice freely, I think is is obviously a great culture that you're building. In terms of challenges and opportunities from people are remote working now, I know you've got a, a team in Europe, you've got a team in the US. What are some of the challenges of having people based remotely? And what are, what are some of those opportunities to grow? I mean, I, I think you mentioned launching in Australia as well. Yeah, how, how do you find that? There's a lot of benefits and there's a lot of, what's the opposite of benefits? No benefits. <laughs> Challenges. <Yeah>. Challenges. <laughs> so uh, the benefit side is the communication can stay really, really clear because obviously with the Zoom culture and Teams, and um, you, can, you can have a message going out to every single person in the company real time. You can record it, you can have conversations and it's right there, right then, uh, where I think just even three, four years ago, it was not an option. The challenges are is actually getting to know each other outside of the outside of the computer, mm. which kind of COVID really kind of like helped us, right, to delay that process. Mm. Um, and everyone is uh, very, very patient. But I think the biggest challenge right now is how do we get everyone together one way or another? And all of a sudden, we're a hundred people company, and we're very cost conscious as well. So it's not like we're just going to fly every hundred every employee of the uh, of 
of the uh, company to a single location. So I think creating regional type of meetups, um, mm-hmm. traveling and see one another, I think is all going to be uh, part of our kind of uh, day-to-day thing going forward. And this is where um, I think we will be able to continue to interact with one another. Then, of course, um, partners give us an opportunity to also get together, right? So if we have a big partnership that we're launching, we're all flying in to get together with the partner and sit down and then and have these conversations with them on how we can launch a partnership. And that also gives our team to interact with one another as well. But there's still people on the team that I've never met in person <laughs> so so that's uh that's a, that's a really bizarre kind of process yeah. over the last two years i definitely think it's getting easier though because i mean you're bringing in a lot of people from insurance industry and i i think maybe three or four years ago bringing someone in from a big corporate company who's used to being in the office so many hours a day with the team around them but actually even those those corporate leaders have had that opportunity over the last 18 months of working by themselves or, or motivating themselves at home or, or wherever they're working remotely. So it, it's now a little bit easier than maybe it was a couple of years ago because that people have gone through that process already, even, even at those larger companies. On that front, what value can someone with a, an insurance career bring to your business? What do you see as the real real value of, of bringing someone in from, from industry? Uh, so we, I mean, I, unlike many, many tech companies um we we our first core mission is to concentrate on the insurance product itself right so we always laugh internally that we're not the type of company that's putting lipstick on the pig you know we want to fix the pig first um, Mm. and then make it pretty and then and then work on technology and and use technology and solving some of the problems so that's why we're every time we enter a new market our very first hire someone that comes with a lot of experience in travel insurance uh, rather it's be underwriting business development product creation or compliance even right because compliance is a really really important part of what we do especially when we're building out a global company mm-hmm. then we start adding um, new talent uh, from different industries and it doesn't have to be insurance then for example are some of our most talented uh, team members are the ones that actually came outside of the insurance industry so they can continue to challenge the status quo because even myself i get stuck in you know oh you know based on my experience 20 years ago and uh so we have to have that dynamic of diversity and thought and um but yeah i think uh the very core insurance background it has to do with product underwriting and compliance and then of course partnerships and business development so we deliver the right products to the right partners and to the consumers but that's kind of the key element of of what we do from the insurance background is concentrating on the actual core problem of the industry which to this date we believe is the insurance product and then the second is the how it gets serviced and that that's where the experience and claims customer service and assistance comes in the last question in the espresso round are there any uh, co-founders out there at the moment founders or, or ceos looking to scale and grow their business quickly over the next 12 months like you've done you know from 100 people from 10 people to 100 and looking to double again what, what are the foundations or what are some of the infrastructure that's really key in order to enable that growth uh, i think i think flexibility right um because um 
we're changing all the time and seeing what works, what doesn't work. I think the key here is also building out your systems that can be easily replicated, right? Even though we're custom building the insurance product aspect of it for, for our customers and our partners, but you really want to have a foundation from the tech perspective. This is where the brilliance of t- tech comes in, is how do you have the fundamental element of your tech platform that can be replicated uh, and still customizable for your partners. So that way you don't have to be creating separate systems for each of the territories or each of the partners or each of the products. And so I think the replicability, I think is the right word to use uh, for this, uh, for being able to scale. This is where my operational obsession comes in. Utilization of different time zones. Don't build an international company in a single location. Utilize different time zones get out to different states or different countries or different different regions and utilize those skills to build out a true 24/7 global infrastructure and that really helped us a lot because that you know between Europe UK US Australia um, um, there's a lot of talented people that come with a lot of good experience from the travel insurance background. And where I see traditional players are simply building out one big call center in a single location. Um, and that just doesn't work nowadays. Really, absolutely. Thank you, Sasha. We've almost reached the end of our time together today in the insurance coffee of house. And time right is before certainly... my kids wake up. And... Yeah, just before kids. And before you go, though, could I ask you for your one piece of closing advice, maybe for someone like yourself, an insurance executive, someone who's had a career in insurance and maybe has spotted a gap in the market or a, a problem that needs solving. Uh, what advice would you have for someone starting up their own insure tech business? Um, and also, how, how would someone go about contacting you after the show? One biggest thing, I would say, ask for help. Don't yeah. think that you alone can figure this out. Mm. I, I've never, it, it just doesn't work. Ask for as many questions as you can. Don't be afraid to ask for help. And people in general, I feel like majority of people in the world are really, really are excited to help and be part of the process. And I think that's what really, really helped me. And then two, be upfront about what you don't know. And uh, when I was raising money from C to A stage, I think when I entered the seed stage, I was like, well, here's what I, everything I know. And I was not concentrating on here's what I don't know. Once I started to concentrate on here's what I don't know, you'd be able to attract the right partners that can help you to actually move to the next level of, of progress. So asking for help and concentration on what also concentrating on what you don't know, I think is key. Awesome. Some great advice. Thank you for that. Tasha, I know we have a mixture of insurance executives and also insurtech founders who, who who listen to the show. So I'm sure they'll they'll find that of real, real benefit. Sasha, thank you so much for your time today. It's been a pleasure to have you on the show. It's been really interesting to hear about Battleface and to to also hear about your personal journey and experience as well. So uh, thank you for joining us in the insurance coffee house. Yeah, of course. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's an absolute pleasure. And to all the insurtech leaders and insurance leaders out there, wherever you're listening across the world, I'm sure you would have gained a lot of valuable insights and, and learning from what Sasha's had to say today. If you did enjoy the show, please remember to download and subscribe to the pod to receive each one of our episodes directly into your app each week. And if you'd like to be a guest on the show, or would like to learn more about the competitive advantage that podcasts can give to your business when attracting talent, please reach out to us at insurance-search.com or drop us a message on LinkedIn. Until next time, I've been Nick Codley. This has been the Insurance Coffee House Global Insure Tech Series. Take care. 
You've been listening to the Insurance Coffee House with Nick Hoadley. Join us next time to hear more insights and inspiring success stories to help you become a better insurance business leader. Available to download or subscribe now.